Welcome to the Luke Macias Show. Last week, we talked about the fact that Colony Ridge and school choice were going to be addressed this week in the special session that begins for the month of October. But the reality is the Governor Abbott has now put several other items on the call, which are great opportunities for conservatives to pass policy that the Texas House killed last session. These are bills that Dade Phelan worked with Democrats to kill in the lower chamber. Many of these policies were passed in the Texas Senate. So we're going to break that down for you today. Let's get to the show. We are just beginning a special legislative session. The way a special session works in Texas is that the governor of Texas has to call the special session. For those of you who don't know, most of you understand this, but basically the legislature can only work on the issues that the governor says they need to work on. He puts on the call. Governor Abbott historically has not been super favorable to special sessions. Rick Perry was a lot more favorable to them, more friendly. He basically embraced him constantly. If something didn't happen, he'd throw in a special session. It was kind of assumed, hey, Rick will call us back on special sessions anytime, anytime he wants. Governor Abbott's been a little different than that. Governor Abbott has avoided them in general because once you open Pandora's box, now all of these different potential issues need to be addressed. He did put the screws to Joe Strauss in his last session when he basically came out and said, you're killing my issues and I'm going to call back a special session and put a whole heck of a lot of conservative policy on the call. And he's doing something somewhat similar during this special session. We knew that school choice was going to be addressed. He came out and said, we are going to have a special session and give the legislature an opportunity to address school choice. He did wait until the acquittal of Ken Paxton. So he let the Senate come together, have their two-week trial, and acquit the Attorney General. He waited for that to conclude before dealing with a special session. He was acquitted. The Texas Senate is in the driver's seat for the most part when it comes to actually determining what policy agendas are enacted. They won when it came to the property tax battle we had in the last special session. And then they acquitted Attorney General Ken Paxton. By the way, if you missed it, uh, late last week, Ken Paxton came out with his first round of endorsements. And let's see if I can remember off the top of my head, but I believe he endorsed Andy Hopper, who's running against Lynn Stuckey. He endorsed Mike Alcott, who's running against Glenn Rogers in Parker County, Stevens, Palapinto, Andy's running in Wise and Denton. He endorsed Matt Morgan, who's a conservative running in Fort Bend County against J.C. Jaton, one of the most liberal Republicans in the Texas House of Representatives. And we've done shows on J.C. because J.C.'s the one who led the fight to protect social transitioning of minors, funding literally the expansion of facilities that are socially transitioning these kids. And Tony Tinderholt just put an amendment, tried to put an amendment on that said, hey, we don't want taxpayer money going to build more mental health care facilities if those mental health care facilities are socially transitioning kids with transgender ideologies. And JC opposed that and convinced 10 of his Republican colleagues to join him. So Ken Paxton endorsed Matt Morgan. He also endorsed John Perez, who's running against Mano de Ayala, a man who only won his election by a couple hundred votes last election cycle. John Perez is a sitting school board member there. The important thing with that race is that after the impeachment of Ken Paxton, Mano de Ayala came out with a statement. And his statement basically said, hey, I'm looking forward to working with the attorney general who I voted to impeach. And by the way, the Senate didn't dismiss all the charges and not have a trial. Therefore, that justifies my vote to impeach attorney general Ken Paxton. So he didn't say, hey, now knowing what we know, there clearly was some things that the Texas House could have done better. And knowing the information I know, 
I would have done things differently. He didn't even say how he would have voted, whether he would have voted to acquit or convict. But he's definitely right in his decision to impeach, according to Mano de Ayala. And John Perez is a sitting school board member in that district who's running against him and uh, seems to be in a very strong position. He also endorsed Wes Verdell, who's running against Andrew Murr, who, of course, led the impeachment of Ken Paxton. Wes Verdell ran last election cycle. If you are a conservative grassroots uh, person in Texas, you probably know Wes. He's been involved with Gun Owners of America in the legislature fighting for our Second Amendment rights and uh, is just a very well-connected, well-known person who's working really hard in that district. And he also endorsed David Covey, who's running against Dade Phelan himself in that district. And, and David served on the SREC for a time. He was actually county chairman of Orange County, which is the largest county in that district. That district is Jefferson, which is a larger county, but Dade doesn't represent all of it. And then Orange County, he represents the entirety of it, and Jasper. So I'm trying to remember if there's anybody else, but I think that was the list of endorsements. If I happen to remember somebody else or I forgot someone, I will let y'all know. Let's get to the special session call that Governor Abbott put forward um, because I think that's actually really important to break down for you. I told you he was going to address Colony Ridge and I told you that we were going to address school choice. That is still happening and that is still true. But what he has also added to the call is ultimate. Oh, by the way, there's one other person. I'm just remembering this now. I pulled this up. Brent Money is another person who Ken Paxton endorsed, who's running in the special election for House District 2, which covers Hunt County, Van Zant County, and Hopkins County, just east of Dallas. And Brent Money is the conservative Republican in that race. Uh, Jill Dutton is running. We'll actually talk about this more maybe next week. Um, but Jill Dutton is a person who's very clearly tied to a lot of Democrats in that district. Texans for Lawsuit Reform came out and endorsed her 30 minutes after uh, Ted Cruz endorsed Brent Money, and then Ken Paxton came out and endorsed Brent Money as well. So that is one of those very clear distinguishing lines where Brent Money is clearly conservative and Jill Dutton is clearly the liberal Republican. So Ken Paxton getting involved in these early primaries. Now let's go to the governor's proclamation. I'm gonna read this for y'all. I, Greg Abbott, governor of the state of Texas, by the authority vested in me, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, call a special session. Okay, that's all you need to know. The rest of it, it's just a paragraph of a bunch of legal ease. But it says, here's the issues that are gonna be addressed. To consider an, and act upon the following. First, legislation providing education savings accounts for all Texas school children. Now, the important thing about this line that he's drawing is that the Texas Senate passed a near universal school choice program last, uh, last session. And it wasn't fully all Texas children, but it was most Texas children that it would apply to. The Texas House didn't get any bill out of their committee, and the one that they were discussing was only going to address like two to 300,000 children. This is Governor Abbott saying, hey, we need education savings accounts for all Texas children. News and analysis on what's happening in Texas. End your day with daily headlines from Texas Scorecard. Every day at 5 p.m., join me, Brandon Waltons, as we recap the biggest stories of the day and talk about why they matter to you. Listen and subscribe to Daily Headlines from Texas Scorecard. So this is Abbott directly pushing back against what the House has said. Remember, Matt Shaheen came out and he was the one they kicked Brian Harrison off the committee and Dave Phelan created a new committee and brought Matt Shaheen on and the Matt Shaheen went on TV and said, hey, the only people that really need education savings accounts are like in inner cities and in bad schools and maybe special needs kids. 
So Matt takes this position that says, hey, there's only a couple hundred thousand kids that even need an education savings account. And, and that would be basically a talking point used to undermine parental empowerment for all parents, right? No, I mean, basically the funny thing is matching goes, I've got a great district. So he's saying the parents in my district, they're, they're so good. The monopolistic system that they can't get out of is so awesome that they don't need to be empowered. That's what Matt Shaheen's position was. That's not Governor Abbott's position. This is the other issue he said. He said he wants legislation to do more to reduce illegal immigration by creating criminal offenses for illegal entry into this state from a foreign nation and authorizing all licensed peace officers to remove illegal immigrants from Texas. So again, this is Governor Abbott drawing a line in the sand saying we want to put policy in place where peace officers, if they witness someone who starts in Mexico and comes across the river and comes into Texas, that they are then taken and put back into Mexico because the federal government's not securing the border. Remember, the least humane thing you could have is an open border. It is literally an invitation for mass human trafficking and mass drug trafficking. I have met people in the last two weeks that had their children die of fentanyl overdoses. And it is getting so real to me because I'm meeting these people and they really have real children who are dead because of the massive amount of fentanyl that we are allowing to be poured over our southern border. And if it's not fentanyl, it's people. And those people are trafficked. Those people are abused. Those people are lied to. These people cannot come across the border if they're not being shoved like cattle by cartels who are getting paid and profiting off of the open border that we are letting happen. So Governor Abbott has set in motion policy that should challenge the constitutionality of uh, basically the Supreme Court telling Arizona they can't enforce immigration law. So this is going to set a new challenge to the Supreme Court. That is probably uh, the most important piece of legislation. We'll have to see how all this gets crafted. And by the way, next week I'm actually on vacation. So I'm not going to have an update for you on the special session. Some of these bills haven't been filed yet. And so in two weeks, I'm going to come to you with kind of an understanding of what these bills actually look like as they're being filed. Okay. Are they actually going to do this thing? Because the legislature, as you know, often sometimes tries to write a bill in such a way that it looks like it does something, but it doesn't actually do it. So we will let you know what it actually looks like as the special session progresses. The next thing Governor Abbott wants addressed is legislation to impede illegal entry into Texas by increasing the penalties for certain criminal conduct involving the smuggling of persons or the operation of a stash house. Now, this is basically directly getting at the cartels. So this is saying, I want more legislation to make it easier for the state of Texas to go after cartel members who are actually doing all the human smuggling. I have to remind people about this several times, but I'll say it again. No one walks across the border without paying a cartel member. I believe that strongly from everybody I've talked to on the border. Nobody walks across the Mexico-Texas border unless they have paid a cartel member, likely are still in debt to that cartel. So they're going to pass. They're going to get an asylum hearing set in a year, which means they can legally get a Texas job. They can go take a Texas job from a job that would have otherwise gone to a citizen of this country. And then they're going to make money and they're going to take that money and they're going to send it back to the cartels because they still owe the cartels a bunch of money. And likely the cartels have access to family members that they could hurt if this person doesn't send the money back. So that's the reality. And this is Governor Abbott saying we're going to start getting at the cartels specifically. Next, he says legislation to impede illegal entry into Texas by providing more funding for the construction, operation, and maintenance of 
border barrier infrastructure. This is some more wall infrastructure. This is buoy infrastructure. This is barbed wire, all the various things that we need to put in. Hopefully this money is actually spent mostly on actual wall that the feds can't just come and open up because we've seen this. We've seen Biden literally tell people to go out there and cut the barbed wire that's put up and, and open the border even more so that the federal government's not just not stopping people, but they're actively working to open up the barriers that Texas is putting. So we're going to spend our money building barrier border, uh, you know, any, any border barrier infrastructure, and that's going to be an additional money that they find. And the last two things that Governor Abbott has asked them to work on is legislation concerning public safety, security, environmental quality, and property ownership in areas like Colony Ridge Development in Liberty County, Texas. So this is going to basically deal with governing this colonia that's north of Houston that is facilitated and ended up being this centralizing hub of a ton of illegals coming into this country and finding a place that is advertised to them that they can live and potentially even own property. And there's whole complications there. We're going to bring more information to you about Colony Ridge, but that is going to be dealt with in this special session. And last but not least, legislation prohibiting COVID-19 vaccine mandates by private employers. This is what's important. The Texas Senate passed this bill. The Texas House killed it. The Texas House killed their own House bill and they killed the Senate bill. Dustin Burroughs, Stephanie Click, all these people worked together in concert. At one point, I remember Tony Tinderholt basically called out Stephanie Click saying, she's dragging her feet on this and she's doing it because she wants to make sure that Dustin Burroughs has enough time to kill this bill. And then Stephanie Click got all mad, but ultimately she passed the bill out. Not after, not immediately. She drug her feet a little longer just to hold it a little longer. I tell you all this all the time, but these bills are like hot potatoes. So you just hold on it just so long before you get really burnt and then you toss it to the next guy. And you have to hold on to it long enough so that the calendars committee doesn't get their hands fully burnt with that bill. And that's just my analogy that I'll use. So this is the governor saying the Texas House shouldn't have killed that bill. They have to come back. They have to address it. So it makes it harder for Stephanie Click and Dustin Burroughs to cut the deal they did with Democrats last time and kill this bill. That is an overview of what we're going into for the legislative session. And while I'm on vacation, I would encourage you to be following Brian Harrison, Tony Tinderholt, Steve Toth, Nate Schatzline, a lot of these lawmakers that are there fighting on the front lines of these issues. They'll likely be putting out information. And so stay tuned with them. Be reading Texas Scorecard. Scorecard's going to be reporting on all the things happening with these bills getting filed, what happens to them, what do they actually do, what do they actually say. So stay in tune with what's going on. This is what's happening right now. I'm excited about the time we're in because Governor Abbott's forcing some more wins and the Texas House is still distracted. They're distracted by the Ken Paxton impeachment. They're on their heels. They are trying to find any way to make any Texan think about anything other than their failures. And even after they pass these, if they pass all of what the governor's asked them to pass, they still kill dozens of pieces of legislation that are conservative that would make Texas freer and protect innocent people who are being harmed. That's who we're up against. That's who we are fighting. And, uh, this special session is going to be a good opportunity for us to get a couple more wins on the board. I'm excited about it. I hope you're excited about it. I hope you have a great week, and I am going to be in the mountains for a little bit with all my kids. So if you happen to want to reach out to email back or anything like that, just know I might be a lot slower to respond because I promised my wife that I will be far less connected to technology than I sometimes am on our vacations. And with that, God bless you, and God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Macias Show. To find out more information about what's going on here in Texas, visit texasscorecard.com.